Hi, this is Dr. Jose Salivar with another episode of the Way to College podcast. And in my um, brief podcasting life, I, uh, I've had the pleasure of having amazing guests. Every one of my guests is amazing. Every one of my guests is special. Today's guest is no different. And I, and I, I, don't, I don't know my guest's story. And so I'm really excited about having somebody that I don't really know on the podcast, because for the most part, I know most of my guests, I know a little bit of their stories, but this, this guest, I came across on Instagram and was just kind of taken aback by her posts and by her story and, you know, what she was doing. And I thought, I want to, I want to know her story. I want to know what her story is all about. So I'm going to let her introduce herself to, to our audience. So Jenna, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, not at all. So my name is Jenna Goyan Harris. I am originally from Westlaco. I graduated from Westlaco High School. I now live in the big city of McAllen, but um, I am the owner, along with my husband, of a line of juice bars called Shake Express. Uh, we just launched a supplement line called Activated Wellness that uh, sells plant-based products and other holistic tools and items that benefit benefit health and wellness. Um, I'm also a part-time medical device rep. I work in a division called cardio rhythm management, which is essentially the electrical function of the heart. Um, it's pacemakers and defibrillators. You might be familiar with, with those tools. Um, yeah, I went to, um, I went to UT Austin for college. I ran track and cross country while I was there. So that's something I'm, I'm really proud of. I was a walk-on which was a really big deal or is a really big deal. And, um, and yeah, now I just, I'm pursuing my passion and my purpose through what I do for a living. And it's, it's awesome. Wow. Um, I, you have a lot to unpack. <laughs> We've got a lot that we could go through. So, <laughs> so, so Jenna, thank you. Um, I ask all my guests, I start with the same question and I ask them if you had to identify a point in your educational journey, that you could say that this is where my journey really began. Where would that point be for you? So you asked me that question like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> and I was like, I had a really hard time figuring out what I was going to say. But for starters, my mom was an educator. Um, she was a first grade teacher. She was my first grade teacher. So education has always been a part of my life. And um, whether it was in school or outside of school, mom always was reinforcing reading and writing and just staying on top of our schoolwork. So she definitely um, she definitely reinforced it and guided us, guided me through it uh, since I was very, very little. But I would consider myself a good student. I was always on top of my homework. Um, I always expected a lot from myself. And um and, and I'm glad because that really helped me in the transition from high school and into college. So I have to give my mom props and take it back to um, first grade. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Well, um, so that, man, that's, that's great that you had, you know, your mom there guiding you and really kind of setting the tone for you for your educational journey. So it sounds like one college was always expected, right? That was always mm -hmm. part of the journey. And, 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 you know, another question that I often ask, I don't, I don't get to ask everybody this, but the age old question, what did you want to be when you were, <laughs> you know, when you were a kid, what did you aspire to be? 
so I remember thinking that I needed to have the answer that everyone else had when I was little, you know, you just want to fit in and pick what everyone else is picking the firefighters, the police officers, doctor. So doctor is what I chose. And more specifically, because even though I was trying to fit in, I still wanted to be a little unique. So I thought I want to be a pediatrician. I did not know what that even meant, but that's what I said I wanted to be. But here I am, you know, 20, 30 years later, and I I don't do anything having to do with, well, I guess kind of, you know, I, I, I do the medical device thing, but yeah, I was never good at science, never good at math. And so <laughs> my aspirations for being a pediatrician were very, very slim. <laughs> so, you know, you said you went to UT and everybody, everybody asked, I'm sure they asked you, you're getting ready to go. And they, they ask, what are you going to major? In? And so, you know, as you're getting ready to take off to head out to UT, what were your plans? So that's when you really can't follow the herd. That's when it becomes personal and it becomes, okay, this is my life. And I really need to, um, to focus on what it is that I want to do with my future. And so I remember sitting down with my college advisor and she's like, so what do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? And I'm thinking like, that's such a huge question for someone who's only 18 years old. And so they send you home with like a stack of catalogs and she's like, take this home, go study it, read through them. And, you know, think about, think about what you want to, what you want to do. And so what I did was, and this is something that I still um, advise today, and I, I listen to this piece of advice, is follow your heart. I know it sounds so cliche, but really it was like I had to think, what is it that I like to do? What is it that I'm good at? And even if it's not, even if this doesn't turn into my career, at least it's something that I love and that I, I will enjoy. And so that's where I started. I really I really dug deep into my heart and I thought about those things, you know, what do I like to do? And when I was little, I always walked around with a book bag, with my diary, my journal, a stack of books. And so I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to go into journalism. Um, you know, I don't know what I want to do with journalism, but I I'm good at writing. So we'll start there. And so that's where I started. You um, said at the beginning, you own juice bars. You talked about all the things that you're doing. So I take it you didn't pursue journalism for very long, did you? Well, so I graduated with a degree in journalism. I have a Bachelor of Journalism. Um, when I graduated from college, I picked up a marketing job. I worked for an orthopedic surgeon. And uh, while I was doing that, I was uh, personal training also. I've, I've been a personal trainer, not anymore, but I was a personal trainer since I was 18 years old. I've always been very intrigued by the human body and health and fitness. And so I, would, I was doing that also. Um, and after I left marketing, marketing for this doctor, my husband and I, who he was my boyfriend at the time, we opened um, we opened a gym where we train people one on one and um, and then we opened Shake Express. 
so it sounds like nothing correlates to the other. There's no journalism in there. But when I sit down and I reflect on all the things that I've done, communication is at the center of all of that. And whether or not the career that I chose has is directly related to journalism, I know that my communication skills, my writing skills, um, understanding people, because that's a big part of communication, is reflected in uh, through my degree. So, I, I mean, I, I love that I studied journalism because it came very naturally to me and it has helped me extremely, extremely in everything that I've done. You know, I, I, I love that you mentioned that because I think when I set out to do these, this podcast, the goal was let give people a space to tell their stories. What, what's their educational journey been like? What's their professional journey been like? And what I've come to find is whether people know it or not, their jobs can be different, varied, right? But there are always these dots, right? Connect the dots. Mm -hmm. There are all of these dots that, that seem to be like some pattern where regardless of where their life takes them, there are these consistencies. And so I love that you pointed out, right? That regardless of what you're doing, communication is key, right? Mm -hmm. Communicating with clients, community, you know, now that, that you've, you've got, you know, um, your, your juice bars, right? communicating with your customers and clients, right? All of these things are just so important. And so I love that you're able to identify because I think you're the first one that says, that has said like, you know, very intentionally, no, 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 but this is like, this is how it connects. And so I yeah. love that, you know, going back, let's go back a little bit. You're at UT. What are the messages that you're getting from mom and dad in terms of like, what, was there any pressure from them to like, you should pursue this or you should pursue that? What kind of feedback were you getting? My parents have always been really supportive in allowing me to do whatever it is that I was called to do. And I, I've always just been a very independent person. When I was in high school, my grades were excellent um, I mentioned I ran track. I was a, I was a great athlete. I had my stuff together. And so I think they trusted me enough to make the right decisions, but they had always been very supportive and told me, you know, do, do what you want to do. They were, I think also they were so excited that I was an athlete at UT, that they were, I don't want to say they were more interested in my track career, but <laughs> they were like, how was practice today? <laughs> but but more than anything, the support of your parents or the support of anyone, any, any person in your life is the biggest, is the biggest key. That's awesome. I love that. And um, yeah, I think had I, had I done sports in college, I think my parents would have probably been more interested in that, in that <laughs> too. Um, so just on that point, right. Because I think we see a lot of, a lot of young people and, and we've got fantastic athletes in South Texas very few of them go on to the collegiate level, right? You said you you walked on there with UT and UT, you know, you're talking track and field, you know, UT's got one of the best track and field programs in the country, right? So one, <laughs> where did, where does one, where does, and I know you're confident girl, right? Smart girl. Yeah. As you said, you had your stuff together. Where does a young girl from South Texas get the confidence to say, I'm going to walk on onto the UT track and field team 
and uh, and then follow through with that. Where did that come from? <laughs> so it's definitely one part confidence and another part your support system. I had a really good support system. My parents were always cheering me on, and um, my brother was a collegiate athlete. He played football for Eastern New Mexico, so he was always. Um, advising me and um, just telling me to believe in myself. So he was another um, another key influencer in my life, in my sports career. And, and my coach, my track coach, um, he's an inspiring person, um, Pablo Almaguer. He um, is paralyzed from the waist down. And seeing him every day show up to practice and encouraging us to believe in ourselves and to do our best. I mean, he just totally changed my perspective of what is possible when you really believe in yourself. And, and so, um, he told me, he's, he said, you know, I have a lot of letters coming in, um, for you to go run at these schools, but I know you don't want to go to any of them. And, um, he says, I really think that you should walk on at UT And I said, what? Like, you think I could possibly do that? And he says, yeah, why not? And so I was like, you know what? The confidence, the confident part in me woke up and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I can do this and I have to try. And my dad always said, the worst that anyone can ever tell you is no, but at least you tried. And so um, when it was time for freshman orientation, Um, I drove myself up to freshman orientation, being the independent chick that I am. My parents didn't even go with me, but I said, I'm going to take off a day early and I'm going to see if I can go find the track coach. And so I took off with a girlfriend of mine and I was stalking the campus. It was summer. It was summertime. So, I mean, there was, it was like a ghost town on campus, but I started knocking on doors and asking people, do you know where I can find this coach? Do you know where I can find this person? And uh, finally, I found him. He was the middle distance coach. His name is Steve Sisson. And I remember sitting down with him and I said, I want to run for you. And, you know, tell me what I need to do to, to make that happen. And so I said, OK, what are your times? And so I'm telling him this is my 400 time. This is my 800 time. And he's like, wow, these are pretty good times. I'm surprised I didn't, I didn't see you or I didn't scout you out. And so um, he said, show up, show up for practice and start following this schedule. So he sent me home with, with a cross country schedule. So basically putting in like 50 miles of running a week. And, um, and so I showed up for practice on the first day. I put in my, my base work, showed up and, and I kept up and the rest is history. I made, I made the team. Um, I, I mean, I performed amazingly um, until I tore my plantar fascia my junior year, junior year. But that's how it started. It just started with the tenacity, the diligence, following through, knocking on doors, not taking no for an answer. And if no was the answer, then so be it. But I did not I didn't want to regret not having tried. I apologize. My dogs are barking in the <laughs> background. Um, Wow. Man, that's such a great story. That is such a great story. You don't, you, you should, you should go to schools and tell that story. <laughs> Just to, yeah, I, cause I think, I, I hope think to one day. Yeah. I think, I, I think young people don't realize like, the hard work that it takes. And I think just your story is such a great illustration. Not, not just, I mean, you, you put in all of the work 
but that determination that you described, right? Driving yourself there, going and knocking on doors where I think sometimes young people even even struggle to send an email. Like, I don't, I don't want to email this person, but here yeah. you are knocking on doors, trying to get a response. That is awesome. So, wow. Um, and I really, I really owe that to my dad because I was that kid who was like, I don't want to pick up the phone or I don't want to send the email, but he was like, what's it going to cost you? What is it going to hurt your ego? And yeah, I mean, that's exactly, that was exactly it. it. My ego would be crushed, but I had to put that aside if I wanted to accomplish my dreams. But I owe that um, to my dad. Wow. Well, I hope you share this with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you come back from UT, you said, you know, you just open up, you start doing personal training, right? Open up a gym. And then, you know, what, what was next for you? You've got the gym, you do that. And, and, and all of this time, did you have like a grand plan? Like, you know, five years from now, I'm going to be here and 10 years from now, I'm going to be here. What, what were you thinking Gosh. doing all of this? I'm such a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Um, I always just lead with my heart. I follow what is in alignment with me. If it's something that calls me, I gravitate towards it. And so, no, I didn't have a grand plan. Um, I, when we um, had the gym, it was, it was called strong point and we were in business from 2013. So I graduated from uh, in 2011 from UT came home. Um, we opened the gym in 2013 uh, we closed it in 2015 because at that time, my husband and I were already concocting a plan for Shake Express for our juice bar. And um, our juice bar was developed out of a sheer passion for health and wellness. We were training our clients and realizing that they were very busy people who always put their nutrition on the back burner. And so, what we would do is we would show up to the gym on Monday morning with a Yeti ice chest with full of ice. And we had uh, a blender there at the gym with the whey protein and, you know, all these other mixes. And so when our clients would leave, we'd blend them a protein shake and they'd go on their merry way with no excuse to not get good nutrition in. And so we started to realize like, Hey, we're onto something here. And so that's when we went into our kitchen and came up with all these recipes for a juice bar. And that's when Shake Express was born. So, you know, nothing was ever a grand scheme. It was just like, you know, one thing led to another, led to another, listening to our heart, listening to the needs of, of our customers or of our clients. And, um, and yeah, so we closed Strong Point in 2015. Um, Shake Express started getting really busy. And, um, and that was, that's the story there. Wow. Now, let me ask you, did you experience any setbacks? Like, were there any, any, cause, cause I feel like every small business owner kind of goes through those periods where maybe self-doubt creeps in. Maybe you're not as successful as, as you'd hope for, but although it sounds like, like from day one, you knew, Hey, there's this demand for this. People need this. I get people, you know, neglecting their nutrition. You know, I was one of those quote unquote, right. Uh, recreational athletes who loved the gym, hated the diet. 
<laughs> um, I'm much yeah. better about my diet now, but so, you know, as you're, as you're going through this and you're growing, did you experience any setbacks or, or, you know, challenges along the way? Absolutely. I'll say that my biggest setback has wound up being my biggest blessing. So when we were in transition of starting Shake Express, um, we were trying to manage the gym also. And so it was getting to be really chaotic and gym life is, um, it can be good seasonally, but it's not consistent financially. It's not consistent. That's just the way the market is, you know, in the summer, in the summer, everyone wants to be really fit in the winter. People are backing off and they're busy with their families because of holidays. And so that's when we decided to close the gym. But my husband said, Hey, one of us needs to go back to work. If we want to grow the business, uh, we need some stable income. And he says, he's a, he's a military guy. And he says, you're the more marketable one. You have a degree. And honestly, I was pissed at the time because I wanted to be in shake express. I wanted to be in the trenches and I wanted to see it flourish. And, and, um, I had to go back to work. But thankfully, I wound up with an amazing job as a medical device rep for this company called Boston Scientific. And so um, I learned, I, I knew nothing about medical devices. Um, as I um, learned everything from the ground up. I had to learn how to read EKGs. Um, I had to learn how to read people's heart rhythms and to learn about the engineering side of these uh, pacemakers and defibrillators. And so I thought, you know, what a great opportunity to learn more about the human body that, you know, I, I already love the human body, but now I'm learning it more intricately. Um, and in the process, I met some really amazing people. I learned some amazing tools. And I also, it also helped my confidence because I used to be so nervous in front of the doctors and the nurses who I felt were like up here and I was down here. But I mean, and they are in, in as far as education, but um, I, I felt like I was able to have a conversation, an intelligent conversation with them. And so it helped to build my confidence a lot. And so I, I love that I had that opportunity. How did you, cause I think that the, the, I think a lot of us fear having to speak in front of people, right? And especially an audience where you feel like, oh my God, these people are so smart or there's just, there's this huge difference, right? Yeah, yeah. How did you get over that? Because I, th I think a lot of people struggle with that. So how did you, what did you do to get over that? Study. I think the more that you know your material, the more confident you're going to be. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Um, putting myself in front of the doctors instead of, because I mean, it, this job, it's, um, it's what you make of it. You can knock on a lot of doors and get a lot of feedback, or you can see one person a day and, um, you know, your sales will be low and you're not going to get anything out of it. So I think just putting yourself out there and back to what my dad said, if the worst that they can tell you is no, so put yourself out there. So I think doing that on a daily basis and studying the material, reading and immersing myself in it is what helped build my confidence. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And the preparation, 
right? It's and it sounds like that kind of story of your life, right? Yeah. It sounds like you all you just prepared, prepared, prepared. Um, yeah. So you've you've got your juice bars. How many juice bars do you have now? We have three juice bars. Um, we opened the first one in McAllen in 2015. Um, our second one was in Mission uh, in 2020, actually, during COVID is when we opened. Uh, talk about really uh, putting the pressure on and just learning to work and pivot through the cards that you're dealt. Um, and then this past year in August, we opened our third location. It's actually a franchise spot. So it's the first of, uh, God willing, many to come. And um, oh, you asked about the juice bars, not the supplement line, which I want to talk about also. <laughs> okay, so so tell us, like, you know, you've got, you've got the juice bars. Now you've got the supplement line. So it sounds like now there's some thought going into, you've got maybe some sort of plan. So tell us about going from the juice bars to the supplement line and tell us about what's next. Yeah, I guess I'm no longer a fly by the seat of my pants girl. I, when you when you get older, you turn 30, you can't just wing it anymore. You actually have to have a little bit of a plan. Um, but it's so everything kind of started to take form. I think a lot of times you make decisions not knowing where the dots connect and where it's going to lead. And that's where I've really taken the time to stop. And I journal a lot. I'm a, I'm a writer. And so I journal and I look at what I've done along the way and how it's all connected. And so in doing so, I've realized that um, me and my husband really have a knack for creating healthy products that are not just good for you, but they're fun, they're convenient, and we're creating a culture of wellness and that's what I'm really passionate about. And so now that I understand my, my purpose in life, I am able to execute more efficiently with more intention. And so that's where this supplement line is going. It's called activated wellness. And the tagline is science plus intention. Um, I, I love science, but I'm also all about doing things from the heart, doing it with intention and for a purpose. And so, um, so this is our, our next venture, but as we continue to grow this wellness culture, I hope to bring more products and more services that help people in the wellness landscape. Um, I had a podcast. It kind of fell through the cracks when things got busy with uh, opening the new store. I do hope to revisit it. It was called Living the Journey. Um, but same concept, you know, it's, it's about wellness and connection and community, bringing people together, sharing each other's journeys so that we can all grow together. And so I want to keep doing more of that. Well, I, I hope you do. I, I did, I did come across the podcast. So I did, I did listen to a few episodes too. So, oh, awesome. so I, um, I hope you're able to get that, get that up and going again. Cause yeah, I think there's definitely an audience for that and a space for that. Um, so you're doing really well. You've got the juice bars, you've got your supplement line. And I, I love the, the tagline. I think that's just beautiful. Um, reflecting back because you're just getting started, right? You're, you know, still very young, you know, and, and I think sky's the limit for you all, but reflecting back, 
if you could revisit 18-year-old Jenna, what advice would you give yourself? Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. I would say just continue to stay in alignment with what's true to you. Because 18-year-old Jenna, I think she was on track. And no pun intended, track. (laughs) Um, But I think I was on the right track with knowing to listen to my heart. But of course, when you're young, you want to follow the crowd. You want to do what's popular. And so I'm sure that I was, I would stray and deviate from my course. Um, But I think I would go back and tell her to stay the course, to stay in alignment with what you know is true in your heart. I love that. Beautiful advice. Um, Jenna, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, any, anything else, any last words before we sign off? Um, I would say it's okay to not have all the answers. Don't think that you need to know it all. Um, if you continue to lead with your heart, do the things that interest you, stay strong in your faith, you're going to go far and you're going to get some big things done. Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Jenna, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your time and for sharing your story. It's a wonderful story. And, and, uh, and I look forward to having you back again because I'm sure you're going to need to update our audience about all the wonderful things you've done between now and and the next time we meet. So thank you again. Thank you for your time. Um, This concludes another episode of the way to college podcast. Tune in next time and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye.